0: you're 1 1 mhm <laughs> When I try to talk, it makes me tremble when I start to walk. My insides quiver through and through. I got the touch, fever, and the finger popping through. I went to see my doctor just today. You'd be surprised at what he had to say. He said, go back home, play it to cool. You got the touch, fever, around the finger popping through.
1: of Zealous Radio. Ro. This is Ro Hurley. I have my co-host Chrisada with me, and we have with us the director of Black Dynamite, Scott Sanders. Um, hey, Scott.
2: Hey.
1: So you just attended um, in L.A. A, a tribute to Rudy Ray Moore. At yes. What theater was that at?
3: Look, it was at the Egyptian. So it was like sort of a. Um, it was like a, you know, it was like a fairly big deal, I guess, because it was Egyptian, and it was
2: like, yeah.
4: it was like
3: a, around a third full. But, oh.
4: Okay.
3: Um, they they had a screening of um, they showed Dolomite, and then we spoke, and then they had um, a screening of P Wheat Straw, which I didn't stay for because so I was kind But you it was great to see that. Dolomite. Yeah, I may mean, have seen it before, but I'd never seen Dolomite on screen before. Oh. And the copy was like. The copy was like atrocious. I guess I guess there's just really no great cop- film copies of the movie left because yeah. there's like there's certain points in the movie where like ten seconds like like ten seconds would just be out. And they just spliced it together. So kind of kind of it kind of <laughs> goes with the movie. Oh. But um, yeah. But like the scene where he's with uh, Mitchell and White, and, it, and he goes, "I know you got your black bitches there," and he goes, "You forgot about the white ones." <laughs> like. <laughs> that was all. Like, that was just gone. Yeah. The next oh. thing you know, he's like kicking him in the face.
1: <laughs> but you know, um, the, it's it's funny because it, it kind of fits into his whole low budget, low budget. Oh thing. yeah. You well, know, this,
3: this this was super scratchy, and then they had like a um, trailer for *Avenging Disco Godfather*, uh-huh. and that was like. I mean, you know, it was only 1979, but it looked like it was from... I, I mean, it was so washed out, like somebody must have left it in the sun. or <laughs> <laughs> It looked horrible.
1: Go ahead, Chris.
5: Uh, so this party at the Egyptian, did you roll dolomite, or do you have, like, an entourage now? Huh? Do you have an entourage oh, we- now, or do you roll on your dolomite?
3: <laughs> I had I had a... Well, who came with me? Like, yeah. it was a... Oh, Michael J. White came, and um, and Byron Min, you know, the bullhorn, the Dolomite character,
1: yeah.
3: uh, came, and uh, AJ came, uh, Adrian Young, the editor.
1: Oh, good. Okay.
3: So we're all kind of there, but it was it was it was something.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's what I hear. So okay, so so now, first off, let me ask you, what we'll, what we'll kind of build up to to what happened during the, the the event? But so, did Xeon picture Xenon Pictures put this on, or who put it on? Who planned it?
3: You yeah, know, I can't even... Larry zinski the guy who did Ed Wood... I can't pronounce the last name. Oh, that's right. The guy right. did Ed Wood and, and, um, and uh, the people versus Larry Flint is like a massive Dolomite fan, so he's the one who put it all together.
1: Oh, that's cool, because it seemed all kind of last minute.
3: It was kind of last minute, and then I was like, you know, I mean, Mitchell, the guy who plays Mitchell, John Kerry's in the movie, mm-hmm. and he's in Dolomite and Black White, so... Oh. I thought it would be good to have him there, but he wasn't like really on stage. Oh. Which I thought was kind of strange.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I you know I got invited to that like the day before, like two days before maybe, and it's like if they had told me if they'd given me time to like get off and, and get out to LA, I definitely would have gone because I loved Rudy Raymore, you know? But um yeah. okay, so so you you get there and you're scheduled to speak with Michael Jaw White and Brian Mins, and and was AJ speaking too?
3: No, it was just the three of us. Um, uh, Jerry Jones, going through the um, the cinematographer. Mm -hmm. Uh, His his name is um, his name is Nicholas uh, von Sternberg, who is a son of Joseph von Sternberg.
1: So we're here now with. Scott, Scott Sanders, auto and we're joined by Jim Tucci who was manager and dear friend to Rudy Ray Moore. Welcome Jim.
4: Uh hi, I was just his agent so.
1: Oh, you were his agent and his good friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually hi. I I met Rudy Ray Moore through Jim Tucci. Okay. And um uh, cool. so anyways, um we were, Scott was just telling us that he went to the Egyptian Theater to a tribute um for Rudy Ray Moore. And attending were people like it was put on by Larry kowazowski Ka- who made Ed Wood and The People versus Larry Flint, who who's yeah, a huge, he's
3: a he's a tremendously huge fan, like yeah. he's just like a real big fan. Cool. And,
1: and um, and they were showing Dolomite, PD wheatstraw and they had like a Q and A panel with Scott Sanders and Michael jaw White, who who starred in Black Dynamite, yeah. Brian Brian Mins, Jerry Jones. Um Nicholas And then I had Larry
3: invite uh Mitchell too. Uh, the guy played Mitchell in the movie and who was also on Black Dynamite, uh John Kerry.
1: Cool. And and also Nicholas Joseph von Sternberg, who was the cinematographer. Cool. <laughs> Quiet you.
2: Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean
1: <laughs> And and Donald Randall was there. So so let's let's talk about so so Jerry Jones comes on stage. Now, this is the beginning, mm-hmm. right? So Jerry Jones comes mm-hmm. on stage, and how did that go?
3: Well, I, I mean, he's very old, and he had, like, a cane, and, and so it was just kind of, it, it just set a kind of weird tone, because he's, he's like, he basically sort of took credit for everything. But in that kind of old man way, I mean, you know, I don't want to be too harsh, because, I mean, he was really old. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> what I mean? But he, <laughs> but he was like, you know it was all me. I'm the one who put it together. I mean, he was like very, he was just claiming everything in like. So it was like the creeper. That was me. I found him on the street, you know, like the white cops. I hired those cops. And then he started talking about like Derville Martin being a drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and like he drank too much. You know, just like, it was just sort of like, but there were, it wasn't, it's hard to fault him too much. Cause I mean, I don't know. He was, he was just really, really, Old and wanting the credit yeah. for everything, and I, I just you know I don't know who's responsible for what in the course of dolomite. You know, I mean I'm just up there the stage, but it it just it sounded we were all kind of every. It was funny because there's this video of it. We're all looking at each other like, uh, okay, you know. <laughs> but I mean, it was literally. I, I mean, I forgot what he was claiming ownership of, but it was a lot. That's well, yeah.
1: True. <laughs> Do- do you have any I thoughts on that?
3: Feels underappreciated.
4: I guess he just kind of wants yeah. some credit, credit. Too, I suppose.
3: Yeah.
5: What percentage really is credit?
3: I mean, he wrote the screenplay, oh. definitely. Yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, just what kind of, sort of, and it's also what was kind of interesting about it was like um, there was like no sense, you know. I mean, when you discuss Dolomite, I mean, you know, it's it's it, it, it you know, it's not just. Stuff to grab credit for. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. For, I mean, I mean, it's a perfect bad movie. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like you could just like.
2: <laughs>
3: I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a, I mean, it's just it's one of those rare movies that was so bad that, but like, was perfect all the way through. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Plan Nine from Outer Space is. You know. But that's yeah, it. Wasn't that wasn't all that was kind of. <laughs> Oh,
1: all go that ahead. Was kinda lost. <laughs> go ahead, Jim. What were you saying?
4: Oh, the stars just kind of lined up for it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: exactly,
2: and yeah. it's really rare.
3: I mean, for I mean, because you, know, it's it's hard to make a perfect bad movie, you know. Because usually you'll get sick of it or whatever. But like with with Dolomite, it's like it always comes up with new innovative ways to make you laugh, you know. And it's and just watching the whole movie all the way through again. It was, because I mean, after I watched it maybe twice or three times, you know, I only remember parts of it, and you know, I just go, I just fast forward to the parts I like, and then, you know, so I, I forgot totally about, like, after, uh, you know, Dolomite rips, Dur, you know, Derville Martin, Willie Green's heart out, and that scene is completely off camera, you know, I like that. while the movie's over. I forgot there was a whole thing in the hospital. I just and, and, and in that part of it, Jerry Jones forgets a, a line, which is it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, like he literally strained for the line. And it's on camera. If I remember that, I would have put that like dynamite.
1: That's too funny. Um, so um, now, Jim, were you? Do you have any insight to to the to Jerry Jones' friendship with Dolomite or?
4: Um, not a whole lot, really. Um, Not a whole lot. He was, uh, well, he was, him and Jimmy Lynch were uh, basically the only folks from the old days that he um, called in on the new movie.
1: Oh, that's right.
4: So, yeah, yeah so Jerry he was He did still call him in on the movie and uh,
3: bring him in.
1: And, and Don Magic Juan was there too, right?
3: Yeah, Don Magic Don, Don Magic Wong was there. Oh, and then there was a moment that was kind of tense for Larry because uh, the composer was there, and like Larry's like, oh yeah, and you know the composer. I guess I, I just looked his name up. His name's uh, Arthur Wright, I guess. Um, he's like, yeah, he's in, he's in the audience too, and 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 the guy was like, you know what? I was very very hurt, and I was not invited to be on the stage. <laughs> I should have been on the stage because it was all that music. It was all me. Like it was just, it was really, it was really <laughs> funny seeing people getting so worked up over claiming dolomite. You know yeah. what I mean? Just I mean, grab I mean, the mic. I mean, <laughs> huh? I mean, I mean, there I never see people worked up just trying to get any little piece of it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you know what. Chris, but meanwhile, Chris had a point. He should have gone up and grabbed the mic like Kanye style. You know. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it, it sort of had that feel to it. Yeah. But then the funny part was, like, all the white guys who were involved were real quiet, you know. <laughs> like Nicholas von Sternberg, like, you know you know, somebody asked him, so is Joseph von Sternberg, you know, the famous director. Is that your dad? Are you related to him? He's like, Yes, that's my dad <laughs> And it's like I mean like of all the people you want to talk to on Dover but you want to talk to the cameraman. <laughs> yeah <You> know, like <laughs> <laughs> we're like what were you? <laughs> did you miss all those bow mics and like the guys in the shot? <laughs> but uh, there was a little bit of that, like talk about like how he, that, like he was supposed to be like a production coordinator uh-huh. and, or something, and right before he became the cinematographer. So, mm. and I think that was his first cinematography job. But he you didn't know, really. Talk I bet he at has all. some
1: stories too, because Rudy Raymore actually told me that that like he would film like almost 100% of those scenes in his house, What didn't he, Jim?
4: Oh, the hotel, too, and, well, it depends on the scenes, yeah.
1: Yeah, but, but I'll bet he has some stories of, like, the same room was used for the hospital and for the, you know, for the bedroom or, you know, something like yeah. that, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, um...
3: And so I'm trying to think. Oh, and so... Uh, you know i told larry like you know that that, you know john Kerry was here john john was it was weird because john actually sort of talked about because after jerry sort of said that you know uh derville mar was a big alcoholic and died and he didn't give a shit about the movie (laughs) and uh john just sort of said you know he was just a very gracious man like he was just trying to diffuse it it was kind of it was kind of weird, and it was. I just thought it was weird. He wasn't. He wasn't on stage because I mean, Mitchell was a huge part in Dolomite, You know, yeah, the white evil white cop. So, <laughs> he was. They um, had him up there too.
4: What's that? He was a the character. They should have had him up there too.
1: Yeah. Oh, do you know yeah. him? Yeah.
4: Oh no, no, just uh, he was a
1: character though.
5: Yeah. Can so, I ask Jim a question?
1: So, Go ahead.
5: Uh, Jim, who do you consider Rudy Ray Moore's partner? Who do you think his partner was?
1: Uh, well,
4: I suppose Jimmy Lynch, much as anyone, really.
5: Wrong answer. He doesn't have a partner. He stole my... Okay.
4: Well, yeah. continue.
5: <laughs> I'm sorry.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, if I had to find one... Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty independent though really. He was very proud of that. He had basically done it all himself. Had to though he had help everywhere too.
1: Yeah. But um okay, so so anyway, so then what else happened, Scott, after after the Jerry Jones and
3: Well then um uh, you know, they had like some question and answers and you know, just people would just pop up who were in the audience, like, you know, like like, guy, like a guy pops, he goes, you know what, I was in the movie, and I was, like, in the Drifters, and I had a line uh, in Petey Weedstraw where I said, like, look out for that car. It so, you was know, just crazy lines. <laughs> like, just people just pop up out of nowhere. And it just seemed to, like, it, it seems to sort of, it, it had a kind of wild feel to it. Oh, and then Jerry Jones did this thing where he just started pitching every project that <laughs> he ever thought of, of, of having. And I always think it's funny when people do that because it's like, who are you pitching this to? <laughs> like, someone's supposed to be an the audience. You know, so he had like a, um, a, a, and so we're, you know, we're supposed to be talking about Rudy Moore and all about it, And he's like, I got this book. It's a, it's a crime novel and this is going to be a fantastic movie. And then, like you talking about doing, then a, another one, he had a woman stand up and she was supposed to be Dolly Mike. <laughs> the thing, Pam Greer and, <laughs> and then, you know, the, guy, the, the, you know the, the record guy kept talking Donald or whatever his name is And, uh-huh. and so it, it kind of had like a wild feel to it And then, uh, you know, they took a picture And, you know, they didn't really have, you know, John Kerry in the picture You know, I just worked with him So I felt kind of bad about that or whatever I, You know, it just, it just seems sort of The whole thing seemed sort of a little out of control And so, like, they're still supposed to show Petey Wheatstraw And then everybody's on stage <laughs> you know there're like 30, 40 people on stage at this point taking pictures and doing all kinds of stuff, so I actually kind of left after that.
1: That's kind of funny so so what oh, was it wow, like? With the
3: birth scene
1: <laughs> Oh, on Pe <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome, huh? Yeah. I didn't think of that. That's funny yeah. <laughs> jim Jim knows all his movies, but um, so now what about don Magic juan was he he was up there too, right?
3: Yeah, was he in the um, Dolomite explosion?
1: Yeah, he's in the new. Is that the new one? Yes, that's what he's in.
3: Yeah. 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 Jerry was talking about that too. He Was just talking about why, you know, what happened to that or whatever. He was. He wanted that to come out, but that's been on the shelf for a long time, right?
1: Yeah. Why is that still on the shelf, Jim?
4: Well, it uh could use a few touches. Still, he was never quite done with it. It's pretty well done. And, uh, well, I guess just some confusion and everyone waiting for everything to be right to move forward again, I suppose. It's a little work, though, still,
3: just a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, The guy who directed that movie was our location manager. Oh, cool. Uh, Frank Penn Yeah, so it's kind of funny because <laughs> we have the same location.
1: That's funny. <laughs> like,
3: cool. It's like the same scene. It was exactly like Black Diamond.
1: That's too funny. Um, so, so was now was but was Don Magic One there at the screening? Yeah, he was there.
3: He was at the screening, but he didn't say, you know he didn't jump up and say anything.
1: I wonder why they it didn't was, have. It, if anyone would have, I would have expected him to, <laughs> you know, to jump up. and oh, like, jump
3: up and say something?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's, like, so out there, you know, like, ah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Donald, so what did Donald And then they Randall, gave Jerry.
3: Oh, go ahead. Sorry, they a, at the end, they gave Jerry Jones a standing ovation, I guess, because he's
5: the, he's the closest thing to the fight. So yeah. somebody wants to give somebody standing ovation.
1: Well, it's too bad they didn't have Jimmy Lynch out there, you know?
5: Jer- Jerry Jones had the best video of all time.
1: <laughs> um, Which, what was that?
5: Chris. All the single ladies, put your hands up. Put a ring on it. Oh.
1: Um, so So it's too bad because Jimmy Lynch, he, when he sang at Rudy Baymore's funeral, he can still hit those high falsetto notes. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's really too bad they didn't have him out there. What's he up to now, Jim?
4: Well, performing a little bit, he's done like a Blues Cruise and, uh, but not a whole lot.
1: Is he still in Louisiana? I believe so. Oh, okay. That's Scott. That's who they should have had out. In fact, if you make a Black Dynamite two, you got to have Jimmy Lynch in it. He's awesome.
3: Oh, uh, okay.
1: He was at the funeral, Jim. Yeah. That's where I met him at, at, in Seattle. But yeah. um. But so okay, so so how was the movie on the big screen though?
3: Was well, it was it was a mess, kind of, because it, 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 there are lots of little. I would say it was maybe a minute missing. Mm-hmm. But it, it, the minute were key minutes. It, it was like five seconds here, two seconds there, three seconds there. But it was like key things were missing, like when uh Mitchell and White have him on the thing and and Mitchell goes you know I know you think you're smart because you got your fancy cars you got your black bitches or your white bitches (laughs) or no you got your black bitches and then uh Dolomite goes you forgot about the white ones it's all gone (laughs) like he just they say a couple of lines and then you know Dolomite starts kicking him in the head (laughs) <laughs> so it was, just, it was really cool. really scratchy too like yeah. it was like a really scratchy print and somebody actually asked about it and uh, Larry's like look they just don't have pristine film prints of the movie
1: yeah that's really too bad because those were epic
3: yeah I mean so... and the, the trailer too was like the for, um, for Avenging Disco Godfather was really uh, super washed out
1: oh no so what did Michael J. Wyatt think of this whole thing
3: I mean, he was laughing I mean we were just all kind of I mean it was it was funny I mean it was you know it was just I mean again like nobody was talking I mean the way it was kind of playing out it was just like everybody was just jumping on stage kind of saying what they did and kind of grabbing credit a little bit and it's just done with zero irony you know
2: That's you know, you know like
3: I mean that's what's kind of funny about it, and then, like all the like you know the, the white guy and the revolver are a lot really much more quiet. <laughs> that oh, maybe oh, I don't know
1: <laughs> that's just hilarious, though, so you will they do this again, do you think
3: um I don't know, probably, I mean, I don't think so i mean i it it was it seemed like something that Larry really was this spearheaded and put together, and mm-hmm. he seemed like he was like I mean I talked to him we, we, we kind of traded emails and uh <laughs> he, he, he sees he's like yeah that was kind of a little crazy <laughs> okay. it was, there was mm-hmm. something there was a crazy kind of old man thing to it and yeah. it, he actually told me like to like sort of interject a little bit just uh-huh. to you know not interject like throw him off what he was saying but just like maybe ask him some questions to get him back on track like if he hit something interesting right and and so, you know, he started talking about how he was, you know, he's the one who found uh, Hamburger pen. And, you know, like uh, Rudy Ray Moore did, he's like, why do you want to stop and get that heroin addict? He's like, no, we're going to get, put him in, put, get him and put him in the movie. And and so he's talking about where everybody was, and I wanted, you know, I always wonder, well, what happened to that guy? You know, but yeah. he was just on a rant, you know.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, that would be funny to find out, like, after <laughs> after Dolomite, the guy probably did what? I don't know, OD'd? <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I told a lot nice of people,
5: like, up. you know Hamburger Hill? That was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that'd be funny if he came out of the woodwork. That's funny. I
3: mean, I'd be surprised if that guy was, like, you know, alive the next year.
1: Yeah, I have a funny story. I was at, um, you know, I'm friends with Henry Hill, and I was at this, um, this he was, he was with Nicholas Piglisi, who wrote Wise Guys, and, and we were at this place, and, and they were giving speeches, and this guy stands up from the audience and said, I was in, uh, I was in casino, I played the dead body after they dragged Joe Pesci to the ground. I mean, there were like people doing that there too. It was pretty funny.
2: <laughs>
1: he was like he yeah, was, a, was just... he was a stand-in for Joe Pesci's dead body.
5: <laughs> did you meet the cowboy too?
1: Yeah, I, oh yeah, we we ran into the cowboy in casino just like out of the blue. At they did Green the Valley. Yeah. yeah. Henry ran into him at the urinal. <laughs> the guy was like I was in a Scorsese film too. But um but so but that's too bad then this this big Rudy Ray Moore tribute which which now Jim can vouch for this um Rudy Ray Moore didn't get a whole lot of recognition from Hollywood. And yeah. and it really kind of makes me sad that that now even after he's deceased, you know, that that they ha- they actually have a tribute for him and people just kind of attention hoard it out for themselves, you know? That's pretty yeah, sad. Yeah, I
3: mean, it would have been, been, I think it, if he had, you know, if he had still been alive or they had planned this when he was alive, I mean, he he would have really been into it. Because, you know, the, I mean, the Gypsons really, you know, I mean, it was a fairly good crowd. And obviously, if he had shown up, it would have been packed, you know.
1: Yeah, definitely.
3: And uh, I think he would have appreciated it. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, people really still love the movie.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we were
3: sitting there laughing through it like it was the first time we ever seen it, you know. Yeah. That's fine, and it is it is a great thing to see on the big screen.
1: Yeah, I would love to see it on the big screen. Um, well, what else is going on? What what's going on with Black Dynamite? Because Chris and I had some discussions about it. It's it only opened in like blue states, it seems, right? <laughs> and now you're <laughs> now you're rolling it out to some of the red states, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, well, it, it like we basically like um, it was a weird release because we released it on seventy screens. And, we, you know, we didn't have a lot of advertising, or not, no advertising, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, like, it, like, tanked in, like, on black screens, and then we'd have sellout shows on white screens. But our per-screen average mm-hmm. wasn't really that great. Oh. So then it kind of became, like, this, so they weren't going to give us any more theaters. But now it's sort of evolved into this midnight thing. Awesome. Where it's starting to play all over the country like um as a midnight movie.
1: Awesome.
3: So uh it's gonna be like I'm going up to San Francisco this weekend, they're gonna have a big thing there. Um and in San Francisco and Oakland for, for the for the premiere there and then, you know, it's gonna play in Portland. And it's it's really weird because like there are a lot of people who want to see the movie uh-huh. and it's playing in like it's not playing like in Washington D C or Detroit, but it's playing in like Tulsa, Oklahoma and you know Yeah, that's like, weird. Tempe, Arizona, and, like, just Mm -hmm. all these sort of markets, like, it's really starting, oh, oh, and here's a big thing, Uh, Quentin Caratino saw it,
6: and really liked
3: it, apparently, and, um, and it, so, they're going to have, at the December 13th, they're going to have a triple feature, at his, his, you know, he owns the New Beverly, and, um, or he's one of the owners of the New Beverly, I think, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be a triple feature with Death Proof Planetarium Black Dynamite, so that was
1: awesome. Oh, my God. That's big. That's big. People, yeah, no, that's pretty cool. I mean, people love Death yeah. Proof and and uh, Planet Terror, whatever that one was called. Um,
5: hey, bro, would you rather see a midnight showing at Oakland of Black Dynamite or a midnight showing in Tempe, Arizona? Who?
2: who uh, right,
3: right now, I think I would want to see Oakland just because I haven't seen it with a predominantly black audience recently. Yeah, midnight. But I think that. Uh, that one I think is I think I just saw on Twitter it's about full out, so that'll be, it's, it's going to be fun. Like, they're going to have parties and everything, and and so I'll be there for the Oakland one, so I'll see it.
1: Awesome. Oh, that's going to be great. Um, So where is yeah. it playing, the triple features of the New Beverly? When is that playing?
3: On December 13th.
1: Oh, okay. Unfortunately,
3: I won't be here, but I'll, I'm going to miss it.
1: <laughs> You're going overseas again, right?
3: Yeah, I'm going to Italy.
1: Uh, now is that black dynamite related, or are you just taking a vacation?
3: And it's, black, it's black dynamite related.
1: What's going on in Italy? All my
3: travels. It's it's playing at the uh, Cora Mayor Film Festival.
1: Oh, awesome! And um,
3: so it's going to be like in the Alps or something, like right at mm-hmm. the borders, like the you know, like in the French Alps or whatever. Oh wow. And um, so, yeah, no, it's going to be great. And it, like we just got into some big festival in portugal and, like it's weird it's like one of those things that it definitely doesn't have the trajectory of a hollywood movie you know uh-huh. like where it comes out and then it just kind of oh and we have a cartoon
1: oh wait now so we, can you can you announce that now where what what network is that coming out on
3: can you oh, adult that?
1: Swim. adult swim okay yeah, cool because last time we talked you couldn't you couldn't say yet so that is so awesome when is that coming out because i love adult swim what is that do you ever watch that death clock what is the band death clock what is it um it's a heavy metal one on no I, I actually
5: don't have
1: a tv set oh <laughs> so when is it coming <laughs> out i remember
5: his facebook post when he got rid of his tv set <laughs> okay, okay oh. sorry, i got rid of it <laughs> that's yeah.
1: funny um so when is it coming out on adult swim
3: um, it, I'm not Well they gotta They gotta shoot The first one first And then, uh, then They'll figure it all out mm-hmm. I mean it's all like I mean it, it, They're about to do it But it's just like You know And I don't even know The lead times On cartoons or anything uh, But th- they weren't The only ones who wanted it Like all these people Wanted like Black Dynamite Related stuff
2: uh-huh. Which
3: is still I guess kind of In the works Like as far as Like TV Uh huh. So it's just like We're, we're, we're kind of going In weird directions Oh and then Uh you know the the old Sundance copy got out on the torrents, and it's like kind of been crazy.
1: Yeah, I I actually have seen it on the torrents, um, but yeah. So what are yeah, you guys I mean, doing it's about really that? I really out. Yeah. Well, it's not.
3: I mean, it's not the. It's weird because I mean, people seem to be really into it, but it's not the final film. Like, yeah, it's not. You know, I mean, if they like that one, they they were like the real one. But oh
1: well, I, I mean, have to some see level, the real like, one. It, Hmm? I need to see the real one then, because the one I saw was at Sundance. So, yeah,
3: yeah, the another new one is is um um the new one is on um on um wait, was said?
1: <laughs> we were I talking about, about the the difference between the Sundance and the final Oh yeah, Cat. yeah, it's, yeah,
3: it's, yeah it's, oh yeah, seven seven minutes shorter. It's a lot faster. Oh okay. And. Seven minutes shorter, and then um, it's also like there's more footage in it, like from like you, you get to see parts of the Kung Fu Banquet, which got cut. Oh, cool! And,
5: is is and hamburger special, hands there? Or...
3: Hamburger hands? Yeah. With what, what, the hamburger hands.
5: Oh, uh, what was the name of the dude from the first movie that you were talking about? Something like that. Anyway, hamburger pimp. <laughs> Sorry, I confused hamburger pimp with hamburger.
1: So- so, so you added some scenes in?
3: Well, no, we took, well, we, 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 we have a, um, we have a, like the, the cleaning up the street sequence, but we changed it to add more footage and like certain things happen differently. Like, um, the, there's a different song in that and, and like the Raffelli character gets killed in that sequence. It's, it's pretty different. Mm-hmm. It's a lot tighter than it was before. So like all the additions are a lot better
1: cool i need to see it
3: again but but then tightened it up and just kind of took out some of the fat that's
1: that's awesome i i need to see it again you know it's not playing in dallas which i'm kind of surprised
3: uh i just got word it's going to play a midnight show in dallas
1: yes where
3: Uh, i gotta look it up
1: okay don't look it up now that's cool well i'll put it on
3: the send it to. it's it's on on january 15th Mm -hmm. at the inwood theater
1: oh okay i know where that is
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: what about Georgia? Jim Tucci's in Georgia, so he's in Athens. So, what about Athens?
3: Uh, I'm not sure about how far is Athens from Atlanta? <laughs>
1: oh, about an hour.
3: Hmm. Yeah, it's still in Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta's was one of the six cities we opened in. Mm-hmm. So, it's still in Atlanta. It's going to be in Oklahoma City, uh, a couple of places in Boston. I mean, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Like, are you. Like, yeah. No, not Detroit or DC or Baltimore. Or, you know, yeah. uh, I think it's playing in Houston. So we got oh, Texas pretty covered. Though we should have like Austin. We'd think we could have a you know. It it would Austin.
1: go over really well in Austin. Definitely. That's the only liberal part of Texas. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the rest is yeah, like Baptist. We'll, we'll probably be out there picketing on Inwood. You know, <laughs> it's <laughs> like <laughs> a bunch of Baptists out here, Bible belt stuff. You know, <laughs> but um. Oh, you know, okay. let me know how I go. Yeah, definitely. I, I'll definitely be there. You guys should do double feature with like one of the Dolomite films or something. You know, that would be so cool. Yeah, we do um, it with
3: The Vengeful Godfather.
1: Yeah, that would be awesome. Anyhow, so um, Jim, are you promoting anything? What are you working on nowadays? <laughs>
4: oh, as little as I can get away with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, who do, who do you represent now? Are you you are you still with Dexter Romweber? Or
4: no, no, I'm not working with him. He was here this weekend, though.
1: <laughs> oh, was he? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, do you know the flat duo Jet, Scott?
3: Yeah. from They're, yeah. they're from North Carolina, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, they were. I, I went to school in Chapel Hill, so I think they were in Chapel Hill.
1: Yeah, that's where yeah. Dexter lives, yeah. Jim um, yep. represents, uh, well, he did. I, I don't know if you still do, but he represented um, Dexter Romweber, who was the, the lead singer guitarist. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Who else who else are you working with nowadays, Jim?
4: Uh well, I'm still uh trying to make things come out right in the Hassel Adkins world. Oh, okay. And uh I, I know a couple of Hassel like records. He's great. Cool. Cool
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was telling you about. Jim Jim likes to represent the underdogs. You know, he's he's really down with... He's like me, like, on the whole Zealus theme. He's, like, really down with the underdogs here.
3: Wait, I mean, did Hazel Atkins still alive? No, he's gone. Yeah, I mean, he, didn't he, like, he'd like, smoke, like, five packs of cigarettes a day or something? <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> but, uh, he
4: claimed days at some point. He's just, yeah.
1: Now, he died suddenly, yeah. didn't he? I mean, he... yeah. He just had a heart. A- he had a heart attack or something, right? And just.
4: Uh, no, he was uh, he was hit by a four wheeler.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah,
4: and yeah. Uh, yeah, and he lived a week after that, and then he passed. Home.
1: Yikes! Yeah, Jim. Jim was friends with him. Who else are you working with nowadays, Jim? Anyone else?
4: No, no, it's just been kind of. Oh, what would the word be? Bruton. Uh-huh. I've just been kind of prudent, figuring, yeah. yeah, just uh, chilling right now, taking it in, taking it easy.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. well go go see Black Dynamite. You'll love it.
4: Yeah, and I might be in Atlanta tomorrow.
1: Awesome, you should go see it. And, and we need to catch up one of these days. All right. We haven't talked in a long time. But, um, Scott, what else do you have going on? Anything else?
3: Yeah, I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do. <laughs>
1: um,
3: <laughs> so, like I don't know, if, I don't know Like I'm gonna, I mean, there's, there's gonna be a lot of ongoing uh, black dynamite stuff with the cartoon and everything. I just kind of, I think I might have to take a break from uh, black exploitation world for, <laughs> for a bit, <laughs> oh <laughs>
1: especially my
3: after gosh. that after that, that tribute. <laughs> yeah, wondering.
1: no kidding. How about but some I action move to figures? The 21st century. Yeah, how about some action yeah. figures? dynamite like black dynamite dolls or anything like
3: that uh i think mike already uh actually did some sort of uh like face plate or something for that he did uh-huh. something already for an action figure yeah oh so
2: that's
3: funny somebody yeah it's like it's weird there's like all kinds of little weird things we have kind of going but like I, I hear about them in different like even like right now while we're talking like i hear like oh here's a theater it's gonna pop up in in some random place <laughs> something yeah. like that so
1: too funny. Anyways, well well thanks both of you for for joining us. Um, and Scott, we'll have to keep in touch and Jim we'll have to, to catch up on everything. But um, yeah. thanks for joining us and talking about Rudy Ray Moore. And you oh, both no, have fun. yeah, um, thanks and thanks for listening, everybody.
6: Right. right. Shotam. Coming yeah, straight yeah. out the yeah. That straight is what resurrecting your yeah. head man. Yeah. Come on. Come on, no question. You ain't got an ASK, I fly through. It full of JFKs, I rise to the occasion like toast with toast on the waist and I thug your watch flooded like a basement make. You and my main foes fold like clean clothes, some machine holes the size of shack rings in between your eyes like nose. Pinky mac ring like the song that Pete Crack sings. I propose. Don't make me stand up. Told you you ain't gotta have your hands up. I was like screw paper, then I ran round, touch money, change my mind, mind on my chain, so I tuck money hands down now. In addition to the semi, it's paper on the waist like Henry. And niggas ain't seeing what I'm keeping concealed. They want to be it chill. You will leak it if the secrets reveal. it, might leak it to police and squeal. Then you got to hide money like fresh or witness. Protect went from best to business. business exactly less four. than four. You can get it in the chest like fresh. Anything not next to tech is hitting in the floor. So act like you Denzel or Rudy Ray Moore. Wait, there's more, let me catch you tapping my floor like Saviana Moss Hope you like the sound of Hollow, I got more a blackout like doors. How you going back out? There's no back doors, like Porsche. Of course, it's the boss. Tony Danza, Stanza, Springsteen of 16s. It's nothing sweet, it's Lupe. I am white people's Kool-Aid. It's mean, the baller with the goggles like Kareem from Chicago with the models on the scene. Woo! Duck fellas, better get down like duck feathers. A ramo crushed pepper, a grinder. Yeah, that's much better. You a... Dice game, I'm a casino man, hustler for life. You hear the lingo and find me covered in ice like casino man. Only one missing is Pacino man. Pacino man. You get it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm First and My nigga 15. Mateo. Yeah, shot